And welcome to the News Podcast. I am Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And we are doing episode 129, Jeremy 129. It's been a while. Yes, it has a been. A little hiatus. We had a little uh, Academy Awards. The Academy showed Awards. Up. Some other stuff just showed up and we just were like, mm, let's take some time off. Uh, but we're back with a, with a vengeance. Yes. You would say? Yes. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's episode 129. This is the Deuce podcast where we do talk about the second installment of sequels. And uh, today we're doing something different. Um, we're actually doing a uh, sequel to a Netflix uh, movie. Normally we don't do... But Netflix wants to be in the movie business, you know, so yeah. I guess they're not direct-to-video, even though we would kind of consider them. Some people would. Do well, you think? I mean, I guess technically, but I think that those roles have kind of changed a little bit, mm-hmm. too. Like, you get things that are direct-to-DVD releases right. or direct-to-video, but this isn't exactly like that. Right. I mean, these are movies that... You know, mm-hmm. end up in Oscar contention and things like that too. Yeah, so I think it's worth not this movie, but well, no, not no. this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Teen Choice Award. Teen, maybe a Teen Choice Award. Um, but but uh, uh, in spoiler alerts, because this movie did come out on Friday, um, February twelfth, yep. in honor of uh, Valentine's Day weekend, we decided that we were going to do the sequel to the movie um, to all the boys I've loved before. To all the boys, P.S. I still love you. P.S. Mm-hmm. I still love you, boys. I still love you, boys. Hey, boys, I love you. Hey, boys, I still love you. <laughs> uh, the original cast uh, shows up, plus and minus a few people, yes. we would say, yeah. um, which we will talk about. In some weird ways, uh, we add people. Um, in some ways, we subtract people, or, yes. we, or they don't even show up. But uh, uh, Laura Jean... This is the story of Laura Jean and Laura Jean's uh, love from her first movie that uh, came to be through Peter. So basically, the first movie was uh, that her sister mailed out. So whenever she has a crush, she writes letters. Right? You mean, do you mean read my synopsis? No, I'll, no, no. I don't want. Uh, no, I don't want a synopsis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. All right. Laura Jean Covey writes letters to all of her past loves. The letters are meant for her eyes only. One day, when all the love letters are sent out to her previous loves by her sister, her life is soon thrown into chaos. When her foregoing loves confront her one by one, uh, or her foregoing loves confront her one by one, now Lara Jean and one of the young men, Peter, have just taken their relationship from pretend to official when another recipient of one of her old love letters enters the picture. Mm-hmm. Correct. I guess he would say that, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a fine, fun movie, right? You would say? Twee as fuck. Twee as fuck, I guess. It's a happy-go-lucky movie. Um, yeah. uh, Laura Jean, played by Lana Condor. Uh, but the, the lovely Lana Condor, by the way, I absolutely fell in love with her in this movie. Yes. May I say that we did not watch the first movie? No. Both you and I have never seen the first movie. No, we have not. We don't know anything about these movies. We do not. I just heard that uh, this was a sequel that was uh, coming up, and I thought, oh, let's do it. So we got yeah. it. Well, the first so one, I remember being fairly it. positively reviewed, right. too, but right. I never got around to watch it. Because it's, I mean, it's, I think it's like that tween mm-hmm. young adult. It's YA. It's like a, yeah, from a YA. It's like a novel. YA. Yeah. And so, yeah. not really my cup of tea. Not really me either. Um, but it, I remember getting positively reviewed. Mm-hmm. 
um, and lots of great things that people right. were saying about it. That, like it's Netflix, and Netflix has tendency to go for inclusiveness as far as like love stories are concerned. This is a love story where the main character is an Asian uh, high school student. She's Korean. She's Korean. Yep. Yes, and uh, and there's a lot of. Uh, Different ethnic backgrounds, you know, including African American, and uh, what is, I don't think there's any Asian men I see in this movie. No, and actually, there's. Um, I read something about that. Yeah. Uh, so, because there was some criticism of that, uh, but Jenny Han, who wrote the mm-hmm. the novels, said uh, that she she actually talked to them about not including Asian men in that mm-hmm. because. In her book, she uh, uh, the the main character does not uh, like fall for any Asian men, and so like so it's, it is, right? yeah, and so that was she wanted to make that some mm-hmm. sort of a point in there too. Like this is very, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the gal who Jenny Han who did it, but like mm. she looks like she the does. character from the. Well, there you go. That's yeah. perfect. Then it's it's kind of like. Shonda Rhimes, kind of in a way where you just picture Shonda Rhimes being yeah. who she is. Anyway. Well, she's she's written a couple other series too. So she has the uh, "To All the Boys I've Loved" series, right. of books, uh, and then she had one uh, that came out before that one. Um, it was the um, like the "Summer I Turned Pretty" series. Okay, but it's but what I'm saying is it's so good. That Netflix is is producing these movies and not saying let's get a white actress to play it. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, very much so. Instead, we're we're doing what the author wants and what, and what the the book and entitles it to. And 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 the the culture itself does show up inside the movie, uh, and so that's a good thing too. Yes, so it's not like it's necessarily something that's just there to check mark a box to say we have an Asian character check mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's good. I like that. Um, but we do have, uh, some other, uh, basically everyone for the first movie's back, including the father, which was played by John Corbett. You might know him from Northern Exposure or the Walgreens commercials. I like to think it on the corner of healthy and happy is John Corbett. That is true. Yeah. I think he was in a couple episodes of sex in the city as well. Um, Holland Taylor shows up as stormy. Uh, this is a new character. Um, that uh, basically Laura Jean, she is going to donate her time to a, uh, you would say, an old folks home. But this is nothing like the old folks home that I've ever seen before. No, Jane. it's not. This is a fancy one. It is. And one of them is, I guess, uh, her sister, Margaret. She uh, donated her time to, to theirs. So yes, yeah, she, she, she has two si- sisters. Yeah, a she's younger one named in the Kitty, yeah. who's kind of the... She's almost like a know-it-all yeah. kind of like nosy, busybody sister who is the one who originally yeah. sent these letters out. Yeah, played by Anna, Anna Kauf, 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 Kauf. Uh The Odd Squad? Yes. On PBS? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then her older sister, Margot, uh-huh. who's now in Scotland sure. uh, going to school, mm-hmm. who volunteered for this old folks home named Bellevue. Yes. Uh and of course, they, especially one of them, Stormy, who's this eccentric, like yes. she's she's got the she's in control of like the whole the whole place. Yeah, right. Like even though like no one, you know, obviously there's people that work there, 
Seems like everyone knows who Stormy is. Yeah, she's very brassy and yeah. uh, very yeah. uh, sure of herself. Yeah, she's like, uh, what's his face in, in um, what's that movie? Not movie, but that television show uh, where they're trying to escape the prison. Hogan's Heroes. Okay, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like that. Where like, you know, she's she knows everyone and she's yes. kind of in charge, but not really in charge. Of, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and I love her character, by the way. Yes. She steals every scene. Yes. Stormy's a great character, played by Holland Taylor. The great Holland Taylor, you know, uh, from uh, Bosom Buddies, from uh, Two and a Half Men, from Sarah Paulson's Girlfriend. There you go. Not a sitcom, just Sarah Paulson's, Sarah Paulson's Girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. So go ahead. Where do we want to start with this, Jeremy? Do we want to start with the fact that uh, Laura Jean and Peter are going on to their first date? This is... Laura Jean's first date. Yes. Peter has dated Jen or Genevieve, you would say. Yeah. Um, uh, Jen, who, and so without seeing the first one, like yeah, you, you kind like, of get some backstory they're here. They're kind of friends. Apparently, but she not. and Jenny used to be friends. Yeah. And from what it, they've said through the expository kind of stuff, um, which, by the way, is it's pretty great. Like she, at the beginning she talks <laughs> kind of like a really it's a dear diary kind of yeah. a thing. And I was like, okay, she's going to tell us everything, yeah. but she doesn't. They go to, cause apparently their mother has died. Yeah. Years it's before. a Korean new Year's. Yes. Kind of and her family was Korean. Yeah. And so John Corbett makes them go to Korean new year yeah. every year because it allows it with her family because it allows him to be like close to his deceased wife. Like the, this movie does that, where we see we see that we see um, Valentine's Day, we see a holiday that they made up, we see that, and then we see that progressively through the movie because yes. it shows how time's passing in a way. Yes, so I enjoy that. Yeah, because it, it keeps me, you know, I'm like, okay, I got a time frame of where we're at in the movie. Yes, exactly. You know? Especially so, for a high school student. Yes, which is different than say an adult. Yes. So they go to this Korean New Year, and of course, John Corbett makes them dress to the nines in like traditional mm-hmm. Korean uh, garments, and uh, they're they're like, you know, nobody else is going to be dressed like this, right? And it doesn't matter; it makes Dad happy, yeah. and it helps him, so they do it. And they go there, and they run into one of their cousins, who cousin Haven, who is pre- being pretty nasty, but like mm-hmm. she's just kind of a jerk. And now, uh, I don't know if she was in the first one. You don't. Know I don't know if she was in the first one. I, I like to think that maybe she was because the way that they introduced her was not introducing her. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of felt like that. It might be. So who knows? So um, Kitty is just like, oh, yeah, well, I sent out these love letters and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like basically she goes through the whole plot of the first Yes. One. And there, I do like this relationship because it seems like Kitty... And uh, Laura Jean are always kind of, it's like the antagonistic big sister, little sister thing. Right. But in that moment, they were very much a united front against Haven. Uh, and I liked <laughs> that she, Kitty was sticking up for think, her. Like, it's not like, it's not like um, uh, my so-called life, right? Where it's like, uh, where she's annoyed by her little sister yeah. so much in that show. I'm like, come on, Angela Chase, get, get your ass together. Yeah. Like, it's not like that to me. To me, it's more like she's a Bedinsky that's kind of like, you know, always is butts in, butts in everyone's business uh, because she's young and she wants to be involved. 
Um, but there's an endearing quality that they have. Their relationship, I think, is so sweet and so nice. Yes. And I'm glad they have that. Mm-hmm. Especially because after the fact of what she does, she mails all these. She yeah. does it. I think, I'm going to assume she does it because she's like, no. You know, she cares I think about she's just sister. a Budinsky. Yeah. 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 Um, so, no, but they basically explain the plot through that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Which is well, nice. I like it. It was the way they did it. I thought was pretty unique mm-hmm. um, and it kind of filled in the blanks. Yeah. And apparently like um, Peter, uh, who is her boyfriend, who mm-hmm. she's going on her first date with, they've been on other quote unquote dates before. Um, but it was basically because in the first one, he was trying to get his ex-girlfriend, Jenny, who Laura Jean used to be friends with right. years ago uh, to be, to get jealous. Uh, so he was going on dates with Laura Jean to make that happen. And eventually they really fell for one mm-hmm. another. So yeah, there you go. Including a hot tub video. Yes. There is a hot tub video where people thought they were having sex. Right. And she's like, your cousin's like, no, I'm not, I've seen that guy. He's like making out with someone in the hot tub. She's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And like your sister's like super proud of that. It's like, ha show, show what Peter looks like. Like she's just like so like vicariously living through her. Yeah, it's so fun to watch. I'm just like I love you, love the Odd Squad girl. She's so great. I don't know. I, I just I really enjoyed this cast. Like, look, this is um this is a movie that I would describe as not really a Hallmark movie or a Lifetime movie. Kind of a little bit one step above that. It's like if someone wrote a script, and like Hallmark was like. Mm, we can't accept this because this is too good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. They're like, um, you actually wrote some really good parts in it. And so we can't produce it it's because that will, cost, that will cost money to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, oh, okay, so go to Netflix with it. So, yeah. And so it's just the trials uh, of their first date. And uh, she still has in the back of her mind that she's like, well, what if, uh, you know, this is my first time on a date, but, you know, this is, you know, he's he used to date Jenny, so he's all, he has all this experience. Yeah. So she always has Jenny in the back of her mind. Yes. Or Jen or whatever. Yeah. Her name is. Yeah. And, and wondering if uh, he really, yeah. what if he just falls for her again? Or, like, what if all these things happen? Like, she's got that insecurity about it still. Um, Which rightfully so. I mean, yeah, young, I get it. No, yeah, I guess it is. It's Jenny, but it's Genevieve. It's Genevieve. Yeah. So, but uh, there's that moment at the at the restaurant. She's like, "Oh, let me drive because it's not snowing out. I want to drive." And he's like, okay, okay I'm me. just afraid to drive in the snow. And uh, yeah, she's afraid to drive in the snow, but it's not snowing out. So then we go to Jeremy's favorite scene because he loves these uh, fire lantern things. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they put their names on, you know, like heart forever or whatever. Make a wish and then the lantern goes up and then, you know, a forest fire happens. Yeah, right. Forest, and somebody's yeah. house burns but down because God, somebody's stupid freaking fire God, lantern lands true. on their house. Your wish came true, though. Stupid. That's the most important thing. Those things are... Oh, I'm sorry. so dumb, too. And they even say, well, what are they, like Chinese out? lanterns that fly or like flying Chinese lanterns or... No, I mean, they're... Like, what are they called? I don't remember the name of them. Okay. They're, they're, they're like dumb. paper lanterns. Paper lanterns. And they... Uh, yeah, they go up like but that. But it seems like it, it seems like this is the dumbest thing in the world. 
that you should ever fly something that's paper with something that's like a flame in the middle of it. Yeah. It seems everything screams that you should not be doing this. Well, and especially with, I mean, I'm all, just saying. all it takes is to be in an area with a lot of drought and yeah. you're screwed. They they had one of them came to our area here not long ago for our 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 yeah our neighborhood to our oh. part of the town okay. or to it was to Omaha okay and people were pretty up in arms about it uh-huh. and then, so then because Omaha said you can't have it here so they tried to do it across the river Look, just and then they the finally I get like people that like their loved ones they get you know they die and they they want to celebrate it but ride it on a balloon so a duck can you know die yeah. as well yeah so they can you know, eat it or it goes in the ocean and goes in the ocean i don't care jellyfish dies mating with it or whatever. whatever i don't care yeah. i don't care about the jellyfish just don't burn someone's house down that's all okay that's your public service announcement <laughs> you paper lanterns. not like they did in this movie um so they're going on they're going on dates and they're having fun they go to an, another well i don't want to get a hold of ourselves so uh, the they're I'm gonna assume they're probably seniors. I don't know. We don't really know what grade they're. Oh no, she says she's 16, right? Yeah. So that's not senior. That's no, she's she, not. She's not a senior. Like sophomore, junior. Yeah. So um, I still got to, obviously these these people are played by 20 year olds. Come on. Anyway, um, so they have to do some security or not security. Jeez, I'm bad today. Oh. What's uh, when you have to do the 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 work, but you don't get paid for it? Volunteer. Volunteer work. Yes, I'm doing good. <laughs> Pick, I'm picking and choosing my my words to say today. Oh, <laughs> Me words so good. It sucks. We are doing so well, but we've been gone for a couple of weeks. I'm so, gonna yeah. word this. So they do some so volunteer hard. work, but like we said, she volunteers for an uh, an elderly center. That's where we get Holland Taylor, who's showing her around. Um, this is where. Uh, they won't let me into their car group because they think I'm a cheater. We can hear you, and so it's a fun, fun little scene. Um, you know, she's always drinking Bloody Marys. Doesn't matter what time of a day it is. Um, but she says, "Oh, there's another volunteer," and she's like, "That's impossible. There's no other volunteers for my school." Um, well, there's another volunteer. Oh no, she gets a letter. That's what it's from, right? She gets a letter from John a- uh, Ambrose, right? Yes, she does. Which is weird because the first movie, it's a different actor. Yes. It's a Caucasian actor. Yes. Who shows up kind of like post credits kind of in a way. Yes. Because she says, she tells Peter before that there's only one person she never heard back from. Right. And that's, that's this uh, John Ambrose guy. Turns out to be white in the first movie. And then, well, he's not white in this movie. Played by the wonderful Jordan Fisher. I love this guy. Yeah. He uh, was on Grease Live. Uh, and also um, Rent Live, probably the best part of Rent because that was not live. Uh, also, he's taking over for uh, the role of Evan Hansen on Broadway. So, uh, de- deservingly so, um, he would be a really good Evan Hansen to see. Oh, um, yeah, he would be. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, this guy's talented in my book. He There's scenes where he steals the movie as well. When he's playing the piano, I think he steals the movie because that's really him playing the piano. Um, he has a he has a softness to him that I really enjoy in this movie. He makes you fall in love with him, and that's what he's doing with uh, with uh, Laura Jean. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I'm just wondering uh, how you feel about his character. Um, I do like his character. It's um, 
this is the thing that I kind of am like weird about with rom-coms. Yeah. Except this one, I don't know, this one's almost like, no, no, it's still kind of right. Like this, the guy shows up, they're so perfect. Like you learn all these great things and I'm like, well, that seems sweet. Yeah. And then they show you a bunch of like, oh, the other guy's kind of a clod or is inconsiderate or whatever it is. You know, and it's like, uh, I hate when you put those kind of situations in there. Mm-hmm. Like, both guys had their merits. Yes. And it's like, well. Well, it's not like Peter is bad. He's no. not a bad boyfriend at all. No. He doesn't really cheat on her, doesn't do anything bad. Mm-hmm. There's moments where he is supportive of, of Jen because Jen's going through some troubles with her family's Which, divorce. Yeah. Because his family's he's gone through that. Um, and there's that jealousy that happens and that's fine. Of course, you're going to be jealous. Yeah. Of, you know, someone talking to their ex. Of course, that's a normal thing, right? Yes. Um, but there's, he's never really a bad boyfriend, right? Right. And this guy's in John Ambrose isn't really necessarily all great either. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's not necessarily all sweet, but sometimes it gets a little too much. Anyway, yes, but he plays it well. Yes, he does. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Um, yeah, I mean, like this one is tough because they're both good people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not like Rally Bites where she goes off with the you know with the bag boy or whatever. Well, that happens with so many. Yeah, but so many but I'm, I'm glad like it, it's not like that though. You know, in a way, you know, in a way that this movie. It does have a little bit of heartness to it that kind of reminds you of of John Hughes in a way, or the eighties movies. Yeah, it has that blueprint of it. In fact, to where like the songs of that needle drop in her room are always like these eighties covers that are like kind of slowed down. There's like the girls just want to have fun. Yes, cover which is really nice. Love the soundtrack. Right, the soundtrack is Absolutely great. love the soundtrack to this movie. But, so, but it has that pedigree of it. So, of course, it's going to have that. But I'm glad it doesn't have where it's like the guy from the wrong side of the tracks. and blame. Yes, where he's a dick and right. she's still like... Meh. Yeah, and she's just like, I'm Molly Ringwell. Like, none of that is there. And I think it's almost a testament to the book as well Yeah, that we're not like rehashing that. We're yeah. not like going down that route of like whiteness where it's just like the girl must have the perfect uh you know guy at the end and you know she can't have the the dorky guy and yeah you know and all it's like whatever i don't give a crap about that because they're both good guys yes she should be lucky that she has these two guys that, that yeah. are kind of both fawning over her in a yes. way in their own right so i mean you know, but do you feel like because um, I do enjoy and I enjoy like the Peter character, um, the guy that plays the Peter character does it correctly. You know, he plays everything to the T too as well. You know what I mean? He's clumsy. He's goofy. Yes. He 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 quotes um, the poem incorrectly. He makes it his own poem. You know what I mean? He does stuff that that is wrong. Um, you know, and then he has to apologize later on. But he's doing it because he loves her. He's not doing it because he's just trying to like bypass time with her. You know what I mean? He cares yes. for her. No, I and I agree too. Like he he's got some things where and it's interesting because at first I've I'm so used to these movies where somebody's you know, somebody's trying to get somebody out of the picture and and 
um, Peter and Jordan Ambrose were friends before. Yeah, I'm telling you, all these people were friends. Yeah, they were all friends. Like, there were six of them. And, uh, or more until some disappeared. Yeah, some disappeared. Some, some people just show up. Um, like, Trevor shows up. He wasn't in the first movie. So, so they, um, they said, um, he goes, oh, yeah, he always used to, like, you know, we'd get pizza and he'd take the last piece. Yeah. And never, it would never get offered to anybody else. And, but when, when he took it, you would just let him have it because he said he needed it because he was an athlete. And like, same thing with like these cupcakes. Like, you made me special cupcakes one time. Uh-huh. And he took them because he wanted them. Right. There's je- he has jealousy through him as well. Well, and I think it was, yeah, I think that Jordan is. Yes. But, like, you get the idea. I'm like, okay, so he's kind of a, uh, I'll say, like, a, he's not, like, purposely a jerk. I think he's just kind of uncouth with some of that stuff. Uh, I think he, I think he's, he's a guy that has had a lot of things happen to him. Uh, a lot of things have happened to him for uh, some of the reasons that are not necessarily, uh, they just happen to him because. Because of who he is, he's a popular kid. He plays flip cup. You know what I mean? Yes. He, it's just that he is one of those those people that that it's pop. He's popular, so things happen to him. Things are given to him in certain ways that maybe John Ambrose's character never was given. You yes. know what I mean? The dork was never given that. You know what I mean? If we're gonna call any character. The dorky character or the ducky character, I guess it would be John, uh, the John Ambrose. John Ambrose, yeah. Let's keep saying you know Jordan. I mean? Sorry, um, but you know, again, they're not bad though, and I guess no. Blaine's not that bad, and, and uh, you know, pretty in pink. But it's just you know, I don't know. It's just it, it seems odd that like, like I don't know. Uh, there's part of me that does have that clicheness that does happen in these movies, and this this movie does show that. Yeah, it does show that like there's not, for instance, there's no there's no real good scene with John Corbett that I can like say they used him correctly. Yeah. Maybe in the in the supermarket scene. Yes. They're using him right. But I kind of wanted a speech with him a la yeah. kind of like eighth grade. I'm, the movie eighth grade I'm kind betting of there's one in the first one. And I bet you there is one. But again, I kind of wanted it here. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, although this, this although he's the new on to his own sweet. adventure, you know, so maybe that's why. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also would have liked some more reaction from the girls with that too, because yeah, they're just like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, it's I like mean, they're, they're just like, for well, we're okay. You know? Yeah, I mean? but that I would have liked kind of unrealistic. I would have liked to have seen. Well, and odds are they probably would be okay. Like their mom has been gone. Yeah, for but a while, there but has to be like there's going to be like some give and take though. Like where yeah. it's like you're gonna you're gonna be hesitant. Well, and maybe like shop in the I maybe would have liked to have seen because they also said he hasn't dated for years, right? Because of whatever. I almost would have liked to see them, maybe, tell him it's okay. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, this sweet moment that with him. It's him that you yeah. know is hesitant, and they're you know something in theirs. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there is parts of these movies that that's why I'm saying it's not really rested into reality itself. There is a heightenedness to this movie that does have a tendency to bury itself with the John Hughes movies. Um, having said that though, it's good that they're, they're not all white. Yeah. You know what I mean? God, I'm so happy about that, you know, or that they're not all straight Mm -hmm. as well. 
So, yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, I love, like, I don't know about you, but I loved some of the cinematography in this. T- I think the whole thing was very you well shot. Like, you should like the cinematography. The cinematography of this movie, uh, the director of it, is a cinematographer. Really? Yeah, mostly. So go ahead. Um, yeah, I love the way it was shot. Um, and I don't you know. You should about like the. I really enjoyed the um, the carnival scenes. Yes, carnival scenes were great. Um, well put together. There is also a. Uh, there's a scene. So, um, she talks with Peter. And it almost it comes to a thing where she's kind of like heartbroken because they kind of are taking a step away from each other. She says, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe we couldn't promise each other not to break each other's hearts. <laughs> it's crazy. So the cinematographer, the director is actually a cinematographer, but he's done mostly cinematography for horror movies like Dr. Sleep or um, uh, the Ouija origin of evil. He was a cinematographer for Dr. Sleep. Yes. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. he does a lot of like, he'll do, um, he'll mix in a lot of like front yeah. shots, like those 90 degree, like you're either yes. straight on or to the side yes. kind of or things. Floating. Yes. And that was the one I was going to say he does. There's the scene after, after she and Peter kind of are having some difficult times because she's, she's not sure about John Ambrose or him. And then she, like one of her friends, says hey i saw him with genevieve well it's for a legit reason but she doesn't know if she can trust him and she's already doubting things doubting herself and so they kind of break up and you see her in the halls at school and there's this giant banner in the hall that says heartbreak right like this blue banner and i went like that happened like the first movie it seemed like when we saw the trailer yes beginning of school yeah and i was just like that's weird heartbreak Mm -hmm. And then it pans down and there's music playing and she's singing Mm -hmm. to the music and like floating down the hall, basically. And it was a great shot. But then the bell rings and she's it's like she's caught. Yeah. When she she is in class still singing it and the bell rings and it's like that musical interlude ends. Right. But it's not like on. she continues. It's not like right. we're going to break into a dance like in the 90s or yes. 80s movies, which is good. It just snaps her out of that. It's almost like she's in a malaise and it snaps her mm. out of it. And I love how they represent that emotional aspect, that feeling of that kind of like being bummed and kind of just drifting through your day when you feel yeah. like that into like a... Yes, into this team An movie. actual thing. Because yeah. like, you know, I, I thought that was amazing i was just like you know what i like that i yeah. thought it was very well done mm-hmm. um well before we get into our five questions um should we talk a little bit more about the performances so the girl that does play lord jean uh how do you how do you feel about her because I've, I've talked a lot about her yeah i i love her personally i think she's she's destined for great things i would hope so i, I would, would hope. i would really really hope so yeah um she actually, uh, oh, she, she was a uh, uh, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, she's Jubilee. She's Jubilee. I yes. just realized that. Yeah, and um, there have been many Jubilees, but this is the Jubilee that used her powers. Yes, because they always showed Jubilee and kind of tease like, "Hey, it's Jubilee," um, but Jubilee never does anything. I think this is the first time that Jubilee actually freaking did something. Yeah. 
which I'm 100% behind. I, I know it's an unpopular opinion for those uh, comic book people who might be listening, but I love the character Jubilee. I love her powers. I think she's great. I think people poop on her because she was in the 90s cartoon and was like, yeah. does a ma baby chili fries? And uh, what? She, she says, somebody goes, do you want or do you want to come with us and do this and this? And she goes, does a mall babe eat chili fries? Does a mall babe eat chili fries? Apparently. Wow. I assume that means I don't yes. think that has anything to do with the character. I think that has a lot to do with the writer. Yeah, no, I'm the, sure it does. Yeah. But people but people hated Jubilee for a while. They were always like, oh, Rightfully Jubilee. Rightfully so with that. But she know. was that teenage character who right. joined the team and stuff. Personally, I loved her character. Yeah. Um, and so I was already like, yes, Jubilee. And so, like, when, she, when I saw it was her, I was like, yes, Jubilee. But I like her because, like, I, not only we, we do get when she's feeling sorrow, we do get when she's feeling jealousy, but she's not so far off the spectrum that, like, she is going through this whole dramatic scene of, yes. like, oh, I'm so bad because, it's, or I'm so awful because I'm a, I'm a girl and I have to have a boyfriend. Like it never feels like that, you know what I mean? It's never melodramatic. Yes, never melodramatic, and I 100 percent appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lana Condor does a great job with how she represents the character. She makes it sweet. She makes her kind of natural. She makes her accessible. I mean, I think she does an yeah. excellent job with the role. I don't think it's oversimplified, and I don't think it's too complex. Yeah, she's not like. Making it's not like some old man writing a shrill teenage character who you know he doesn't actually know what it means. Yeah, but like, but I'm like she's. You know, but this isn't just necessarily her story. But I think this is her and Peter's story. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, and I agreed. think that the guy that plays Peter does. It does I think he does the harder job because it's the it's the most thank, thankless job. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because he has to play that very walk a really thin line of like yeah, playing Centennial. a douchebag because he's not really a douchebag. Yes. And he do, he he doesn't he's not the charismatic one, you know the one or the th- one that knows her, the one that connects with her in, in in certain ways. He has to really work for that. Do you and know I mean? think that like you are waiting for him to be terrible. Yeah, I really was, and when he wasn't, I was like, thank God. Yeah, it's just it's weird how like. You're con- just like, you, you don't that. realize how conditioned you are yeah. that like these certain tropes are going to come up. And when they don't, you're like, well, then. Right. And there's another one that we'll talk about that later on. I think by the, by the way, this is the kid who's going to be He-Man in the, the new live action He-Man movie. This kid? Yeah. Didn't know they were making one. Yeah, they yeah. are. This kid. Yeah, he's going to be He-Man. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm behind it. I I'm, I mean, I'm okay. behind it, but like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I guess. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Yeah, honestly, especially after seeing him in this one, because he has that kind That'll of pathos. Piss people off. That's great. What's yeah, that? he's kind of got that kind of pathos of like, yeah, he's not just he can be kind of a duh, kind of dunce a, a with dunce, some things, but, but like, he has his charm too. Yeah, but he's he's a sweet kid, and he's got good emotional intelligence as a character, and like. But you can see the actor himself, Noah, is like, um, he's very thoughtful in the way he's delivering his lines. He's, you can read, like, when he's, we always hear her internal narration. Right. But you can see when he's unsure of himself Mm -hmm. or when he's feeling vulnerable, 
you know, like that's he's, what I mean. Like he, he, I think he had the tougher part, like the mo, uh, not the tougher part, but the part that like gets less credit for yes. what what he what he has to do. You yeah, know what I mean, like we're all, we're gonna fall in love with John Ambrose. There's no question that you. Will. Oh yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Yes, you fall in love with him through the flashback, let alone the actor. Oh yeah, you definitely know? so. So it's like, but like, is the guy too perfect? You know, oh, you know. Um, but uh, I think we should go through our five questions. Okay, let's do That's that. My opinion, but, yeah. So, uh, what do you think is the best part of this movie? There are many great parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie. Like I was telling you about the movie is, um, it's it's. In a way, it reminds me of, of, of Love, Simon. Yeah, like, a little bit. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it has that uh, high schoolness yes. to it. Um, but it's better than like your normal, but it's not, but it's not obviously not Oscar caliber. You know what I mean? Like it's a B movie, you know? Yeah. B plus, B I minus. Mean, it's a young light. adult movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a YA movie, but done done correctly. Yes. Um, she's wonderful in it. I think the supporting cast is wonderful in it. There's one scene that we did not talk about that is my favorite part of this movie. That is when um, she's, she uh, breaks up uh, with uh, Peter and she says in a text, meet me at the treehouse. Uh, sure, I'll be there. We don't know who she said that to. She's sitting up at the treehouse. We expect that it's going to be John uh, Ambrose, right? Yeah. And it's not. And the fact uh, comes up, it's actually, uh, spoiler alerts, it's uh, Jen or Gwen, right? Genevieve. Genevieve. Yeah. And I loved that because here's yeah. a scene where we don't have to pit women against each other. Yes. And we can have women that support or girls in high school support each other and explain to themselves and explain to each other why they were feeling the feelings that they were yes. doing and then not in a hurtful way to where they're they're just yelling at each other by the end of the end of the yeah. scene. Um I just thought that was brilliant and I thought that was great and I thought that that's that's what to me the heart of the movie is, and and she says something too in in that movie or in this part of the movie where she says something like the there's a, there's a Korean saying where it's like the the person that always yeah, keeps you, to you is always, it's that. always has that kind of you know love hate thing yeah I think you know in a way it reminds me of Frances Ha where like her her best friend kind of comes kind of away from her yeah she's always going to be her friend right yes and that's yeah. what i get from here so yeah um, that's my favorite part of this movie. yeah and i and you know what i think like through her explanation of that about mm-hmm. like jong that that like connection you will always have with somebody regardless right. um i think through that and through like genevieve's discussion because genevieve is telling her i you know look i know we drifted apart as friends um but like I needed a friend and he's gone through this. And so he's being supportive as mm-hmm. a friend, but it's nothing more than that. Like yeah. he's crazy about you. And I think it's a good conversation, especially with like, especially with the generation this is aimed at your yeah. more Gen Z people. Um, I think like it speaks a lot and is good conversation about, um, you know, the lines of where relationships begin and end and friendships begin and end. Right. Um, and it's not like what we would have learned where things are very like abrupt ending here and there. Somebody you break up yeah. with somebody and they're an asshole or a jerk forever. Yes. And, you know, they're always the villain of the piece. Like it's none of that. 
Um, and I think you see that through other things too, like the, the new high fidelity TV show. Like you see some of that where it's like, Hey, we're still friends or, you know, you, you see different things come up. There's sometimes where like those lines are blurred and that's the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I think this does a very good job of talking about that. And personally, I think this is a movie that you could share with, like, I would watch it with our nieces. Um, I think it's at the, the right age for them. And I think it talks about some good uh, principles and some good yeah. uh, like perspective. So is that your favorite part of the movie, or did you have a different favorite part? No, I was just kind of just touching off that. On what yeah. I said. No, the uh, you asshole, <laughs> you bitch. But that's the thing; they don't. They're not yelling at each other. They're not calling each other bitches. They're not yeah. like yelling at each other. You're the worst. They're saying this is the reason why I always felt like I was jealous of the relationship that you and and Peter had, and it realized I was just it was me all along. Yeah being jealous not of peter and you but of of me and you you know the friendship that we had yes what was your favorite part of the movie though um and i like the actors a lot i really like the actors Mm -hmm. um yeah i'll be i'll be surprised if you don't see these actors show up yeah uh, in more grown-up roles yeah um but i really do like i think the best part of this is the soundtrack I agree. I love like, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is phenomenal. They have 80s covers. They have newer things. They have like, it's such a great mix. And it's not like, it doesn't sound like some old dude was scoring it or somebody who's like, we're totally going to make this the 80s. Like, yes. it didn't sound yes. like that. It sounded modern without being like, without trying too yeah. hard. Like, it, the music is just very enjoyable. Um, and it really, I think, helps drive home like the feelings of what's going on like you get something that's a little bit slower when she's not feeling i mean like to me it really it does a good job of supporting the movie lifting it up enhancing it and the music itself helped cat keep my attention with what was going on like i followed the story and listened to the music and it enhanced it through the whole The music way. itself is capturing the fact of, of where it's not disguising where all these came from. Yeah. It came from the 80s in, in a way with John Hughes. Yes. And has has come up to the 90s and so on and so on. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's not disguising where it's coming from, but it's also putting a modern twist on it and saying, here's what the future is. That's not where we're, we're going we're going to twist it a little bit. We're going in a different direction. Yeah. We're saying that this is our generation. Yes. We're going to make it our own. And that's what the, the, this movie is kind of about, what we've talked about. Yeah. Just in the fact of the last uh, couple of minutes, just about the relationships with the characters. I think the music itself is kind of uh, lends that kind of theme to it, too. Yeah. So. Um, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Oh, they're, they're continuing it. Yeah. And thank God they are. Because yeah. I would want to continue it. Yes. I, I want to see there. It leaves it open for debate. Yeah. Um, you know, where's it going to go? Um, who knows? And so I'm, I like the characters enough. I like the actors enough. I like the story enough to continue. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I would. How about that? Yeah. I, I would continue it too. I think, I think number three needs to be the last. I think you don't need to go past that. Yes. Um, no sense in continuing no, to drag no, it on. No, we don't need to go to college. it off. Or, yeah. yeah. No. Um, and part of me was because I was going through this and especially at the beginning when you get kind of the drama because or not drama, but like some of like the setup and what's going on. Part of me kept thinking, 
this is kind of the kind of thing that I think that normally you would see where they play it out in like a uh, like a TV show. Right. I was just was going to ask you, do you think this would have worked? I don't think it would have worked. Um, I don't. And I'll tell you why. Like, because I thought about that. I was like, should this be a TV show? Mm. But the more the movie goes on and the more I realize that, like, the drama is not like. It's not like over the top kind of drama. Mm. And I started to think to myself, I think that's why it wouldn't work. Yeah, that's why it wouldn't work. Because, then we get too melodramatic. because yeah, you need too much melodrama and you need to start putting you the need, stakes higher. And then you, you really need to, make, need to start you having need to make more conflict. There's not a lot of conflict. in this. No, movie. and there's not. It's fine because yeah. this to me is more real life than what mm. the other what everything else is. Right. Yeah. But you need to have that hyper realistic. This is conflict. a slice of teenage life. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that would is going to work as just a regular TV show. No. Um, so I'm glad that they did not do it that way. And usually I like looking at things and saying, well, could this be a TV show instead? And like expand it out, expand the universe. But in this one, I would really no. rather they did not. Yeah. And also like it lends itself to just being captured in, into that year or into that moment yeah. in, as opposed to, you know, where it's say Felicity and it's their senior year or Dawson's Creek. And, and like I said, the just the the melodramaticness that they have to kind of fill in with that it wouldn't work yeah yeah yep i get you um do you think this movie stands on its own no no not at all no we have we have many questions i still have questions yeah but in a good way i've got questions and when they did when they did explain it i i was entertained like we talked about um and in a way i'm glad that uh I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not like they moved away and now she has five other crushes. Yes. And we're we're just rehashing the same, you know, format of the yeah. of those crushes. Or she gets a phone call at the beginning and Peter has broken up with her and yeah. disappears forever. Like you get that in a lot of like miscongeniality <laughs> right. and stuff like that. Right. Where it's like all of a sudden it just changes. Yeah, they like just that? reset, and reset like it and yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. You 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 no, it doesn't stand by. Itself. No, it does not stand on its own. There's yeah. lots of questions. They do a pretty good job of kind of like catching you up. And I honestly don't think the first one is that complex to where you wouldn't know. I don't think it's these movies aren't content. It's not complex. It's not that's not but, the reason why. But there's like there are connections because we're we were watching this movie. We didn't really talk about the the friend the the peripheral friends yes. a lot. But we're like, are they friends? And what's their story? Like, we still don't know. We didn't know about them. Yeah. We, like, I didn't know that one guy was gay. I wouldn't have known that. Her one friend, if I didn't know the first movie, probably, because they didn't really say anything until about two-thirds of the way of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You kind of assume, but you don't want to. Yeah. She, um... Because you're like, oh, he, well, boys he, and girls can't be friends. He's got to yeah. be gay. Right. Right. Uh-huh. The same tropes. But, but again, but I didn't want to I think, think that. Do you know what I mean? I think so. But whatever. I have a feeling that he was one of the guys in the letters. He was one of the guys. In the he letters. was. Yeah. Okay. That's just kind of the feeling I got from it. From when we watched the trailer, I think it was one of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would make sense. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, they had Christine. their own scene, but again, it's not like to where it's, it's to the point where I'm like. Well, they seemed like the friends from Mean Girls a little bit. Kind of. And I was just like, who are you? Like, I wanted to know more about them, and yeah. they just brought them in. Yeah. I wanted to know more about uh, Jen. To yeah, the her, her and Jen's fallout. I yeah, I want to know, know more, more about, about that. that. Um, yeah. 
I wanted to yeah. to learn a little bit more. Like those are things I hope they would talk about in the first one. I'm sure they do. Um, and I'm I feel like I missed out on some of that, and so um, I would hope to. I'm sure they do because then that would make that one scene in the in the treehouse artificial, and I don't want it to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sure. Well, let me. Well, that being said, does this make you want to watch? The yeah, first one? no, obviously, like it makes me want to watch the first one. Yeah, I would watch the first one. I'm, I'm not gonna run up and watch the first one, no. you know, right away. But um, but I, mean, I kind of wanted to watch it when I first saw it. I saw it like yeah. a preview of it. And I was like, oh, that looks uh, uh, cute. And this came around. The first one came around the same time of Crazy Rich Asians. So you kind of had that where. Mm-hmm. There was more of, of opportunities for Asian actors to be yeah. leads of of stuff. Uh, let's continue that, please, um, and not you know take a pause on that. Um, thank thank God we have movies like the uh, the farewell and uh, even the the Oscar uh, winner uh, movie. Uh, oh, by Parasite. the way, um, what's her face is going to be in Snowpiercer. Um, her friend, her one, who are who are who. Uh, her other friend, who is at the wood shop place, she's going to be in this Noah Pierce. Oh, she is TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. Uh, but it makes me want to watch the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think it makes me want to watch the first it, one. It does. I'm not going to rush out. Uh, no, but you know what it makes me want to do is it makes me want to like call our nieces over yeah. and like hang out and you know play some games if you watch a movie. The kind of a you have kids or family or whatever that's like right at that young adult stage. I think this is a, a I think it makes me. It makes me want to watch um, not only the first one, but it makes me want to search for other shows, maybe on streaming services that don't necessarily have your typical um, uh, white bread or straight or whatever, or um, just like the main actor doesn't have to be like all put together white. Yes, you know what I mean. They can they can have disabilities. They can be a bigger person. They can be Asian. They can be black. They can be all these things. Yes. And so I want, want to see that more. Um, so it makes me want to watch the first one and it makes me want to search for uh, those other things as well. So I don't know about you. but Yeah, definitely so. More representation because that's what, you know, if, if you're seeing that, you're going, oh, that, I, I, I got to see me on the screen. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Then perfect. It's important to representation. Yeah. Um. Some of your experience in two words. You first. How how kind of you. Um, I would say. Oh, can I creepy moon? Creepy moon. Oh, That's creepy a, moon. Yeah. There's we, a creepy we talked moon about, in it. We forgot about that creepy moon guy. Creepy moon. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um. What? Oh, we're no, gonna, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I go ahead. Ready. Uh, this movie is so hard. I can't like just pick two words to describe it. Like if I was given an elevator pitch, you know, you would say inclusive cues. Yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's taking something. God, there's so many. I, I look back at all the Hughes movies, right? Yeah. Name, name me an Asian character that wasn't a stereotype. Oh. That, that. <laughs> it's like, that, oh, I can do that. You know what I mean? That <laughs> yes. like was part of that. Like, I mean, the 90s kind of opened up a little bit, but we had to have that one black guy, you know, in the movie that was the token black guy. Yeah. You know, but now we're getting to where there's three or four 
which is good. We we didn't really talk about that this in this movie, but there are three or four friends who are black, and you don't have like the just token black guy, and they're yeah. all white. It's the other way around, where I really only see one white person who's in kind of that core group, which is great. Like I'm like fine, yeah, perfect. It's awesome. So I would say if John Hughes was more inclusive in that, you know, yeah. Um, I want to say it's twee. <laughs> Stop. It is. It it's a sweet film. It's a sweet film, and it is like that has some kind of a little bit of melancholiness. Yeah, it's into like it too. it's the example of to me. It's an example of like how you make a sweet movie without it being saccharine. Uh, it's how you do drama without making it melodrama. Yeah. And it's how you talk to young adults without talking down to them. Well, without being patronizing. Yeah. Um, I think this is a very good movie and I think it's a great thing for you and your family, um, or just you by yourself. Um, you know, just keeping in mind, like it's speaking to certain people of a different right. age. Right. Um, but like I think this movie had definitely has merit, and I think it's worth a view at some point. So there you go. Uh, so uh, when we're not talking about sequels, where can people find us, Jeremy? People can find us at the Deuce Pod, the Deuce dot com. Oh, now you're tripping up. I am. You can find us at Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, you can also find us at nophonynetwork.com. Um, so there with, uh, our podcast mates and, uh, of all different genres. Um, you can also, uh, find us on Facebook, the deuce podcast and on Twitter at deuce podcast. And again, we are not the podcast that talks about the HBO show, the deuce. No, we're not. We're obviously a movie review podcast that only deals with uh second. And if you have a suggestion for us. For a movie, let us know on all of those uh, platforms that uh, Jeremy talked about. You can reach us there, or, or did, we, did you get an email out too? Do people still use email? No, the Deuce Podcast at gmail.com. Can they fax us? Uh, no. Okay, don't fax us, people. Don't fax Whatever. us. Yeah, this is nineteen ninety. That's, that's our new slogan, by the way. The don't. Deuce Podcast. Don't fax us. <laughs> and remember, folks, the Deuce Podcast. Don't fax us, folks. And the sequel is king. Cause it-